The Marlins secure the series sweep, the first sweep of the year against those Cubs. 3-0 and oh on the series, getting that sweep. They also go to 10-0 and oh in one-run games. Who are these Marlins? April is over. They are three games over 500. Heading, heading into May, Atlanta Braves heading into Lone Depot very, very soon. Going to dig into all of the reaction across the weekend and look ahead to this Braves series on today's Locked on Marlins. You are Locked On Marlins, your daily podcast on the Miami Marlins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings from England and welcome to Locked On Marlins. This, of course, is your daily Marlins podcast and I'm your host, Peter Pratt. Hit me up on Twitter at Marlins underscore UK. If you are listening to the pod, hit subscribe also. Don't forget this pod is free and available everywhere. Of course, it's your team every day. There is a YouTube channel and we are trending there, baby. Thanks for everyone that, that hit the subscribe button this morning. I put it out there that we're just approaching 600 subscribers, which feels progress I didn't start i don't know it was probably june last year i don't know somewhere in that kind of range so we're just under a year in 600 subs and uh, had a few more this morning a little twitter boost i guess so thanks everyone uh we we continue to trend on that one hope everyone's enjoying the content you got to be enjoying these miami marlins boy oh boy this is this, this has been a fun ride <laughs> You know, almost a historic start with this 10-0 and in one-run games. It's just the absolute opposite from last year. So, so funny. But also, the Marlins right now have the best hitter in the game. And Luis Arias, for me, is, is by far the best hitter I've ever seen. I've never felt as comfortable watching a hitter, particularly with a runner in scoring position, which what was what we saw yesterday. You know, it was uh, runners on, uh, you know, runner on third, can Arias get him across? Of course he can. And I've got to be honest, I was just sitting there going, this is this is a foregone conclusion. Arias is going to do it, and he did. One of the deepest sack flies I've ever seen. And, and um, you know, he gets it done. Luis Arias, hit leader, average leader. And the OPS is right up there too. He's absolutely delivering. It's not just like fluky, low-power the thing is with the riots, and the other thing too, his eye—it's absolutely. Lewis he barely swings and misses. He barely does. He barely strikes out. Five strikeouts all year. It's insane. Brian De La Cruz had five strikeouts in one game. <laughs> That's just the difference here. We're talking about a phenomenal hitter that can hit it anywhere, anywhere. Pull side. Oppo knockos. He can do it. Defense has been sexy too. I is immense. He doesn't swing junk. No. He's a phenomenal. Phenomenal hitter. And listen, if Arias keeps at this pace, which is going to be hard to do, but I don't doubt it. If Arias keeps at this pace, you know, this is MVP level production. Like Arias is doing things that not many people, if anyone, has ever done before in many cases. So what a start to his Marlins career. Kind of jumped into Arias there. Unplanned. He just, I'm that pumped about him. Early on in this week, 
we're going to hand out some awards and uh, we're going to get we're going to have this carrying through for all all the rest of the season so there's going to be the april awards we got stick of the month i think we know who that might be stick of the month team is lewis arias probably going to give that one out pretty quickly arm of the month it's up for debate to be honest with you um there's a few candidates in there aj puck i would say is as definitely has definitely flashed um so did Dylan Flora as well at certain times. So did Andrew Nardi. The bullpen was really flashing as a collective. From a rotation perspective, Jesus Lozado's been very nice. Braxton Garrett, very nice. You know, so there's, there's some things to talk about there. We've got moment of the month. Um, and there's a few for consideration. Win of the month um, is in there too. So plenty of awards to be given out. There's a fifth one that I've forgotten now. Can't remember what it is. It'll come to me. I'll check. I'll check on Twitter and find it out. But either way, that's going to unlock the Marlins all the way through this season, giving out awards, looking back at the month we've just had. And in the month we've had, it's just been historic, right? You've got 10 and 0 in one run games. Also, the Marlins have had their first ever franchise cycle. What's going on? What is going on with this team? They are just so different, so scrappy. The off. Don't look amazing. Hasn't looked great. If you take the collective, doesn't look good. <laughs> Pretty much every number points to this Marlins team being bad. But somehow they're winning games because the bullpen is doing its thing. It really is. The leverage bullpen has been sensational. AJ Puck has been absolutely sensational. So the bullpen's doing its thing. The rotation's trying its best, but is laboring in parts. We haven't seen the best of Sandy Alcantara. We haven't. We haven't seen anything apart from one inning of Johnny Cueto. We've seen Trevor Rogers look like 2021 Trevor, like 2022 Trevor, like 2021 Trevor. Then we've got hurt Trevor. So wait to see. Edward Cabrera. A lot of walks. A lot of strikeouts. A lot of potential. Still plenty in the tank there with Eddie Cabrera and his performance. And then you got Braxton Garrett, who's called up, asked to fill in. He's He's been sensational. Braxy Garrett. Brian Hoeing then going yesterday. Did his job. Did his job. But the Marlins are sitting there, coming through April, three games over 500. And to be honest with you, that is performing way above expectations. The, the schedule, the teams they've had to play, with some of the injuries that they faced into, particularly on the on the pitching side, it's it's sensational how the Marlins have been able to do this. And yeah, they may have got a bit lucky along the way. You could look at it that way. I don't think it is. I think they're just finding a way to get it done. They're getting big hits in big spots. Again, like I mentioned yesterday, this is why I was talking about Lewis Arias earlier in the year. He was in the leadoff spot, and it was just he was getting on base every time, pretty much every other time. Lewis Arias is on base, right? Problem was people behind him, no one could drive him in. Now he slides down the order. Next thing is, he's got guys on in, in front of him. What's Arias is still hitting. What's happening? The Marlins are scoring. And that's the difference maker, right? He may not be the most traditional, but Lewis Arias's value there in that spot is huge. Really is. Jazz Chisholm Jr. He's heated up as well. Heated up. We had our First misplay in center field for some time over the weekend. We also had Jazz Chisholm Jr. mic'd up yesterday. 
Uh, and that wasn't just in the field, taking an at-bat. <laughs> it was one of the most wildest in a live at-bat during a regular season game. I'm, I'm thinking that, okay, Jazz walks in, they're, they're talking to Jazz, okay, he's like saying hello to the umpire, okay. In between, you know, I was thinking, okay, maybe they'll try and have a, a brief conversation. But there's no time. Time in between pitch, right? It's fast. It's happening quick. Jazz can't just step away, have a chat with the guys. Jazz has got to be stood there. And he is stood there. And the, the wildest moment where, you know, this stud left-handed pitch, anyway, steal, lefty, lefty on lefty issue here for Jazz. He's literally in the windup. He's going into his, he's in his throwing motion. And then mid question, asking Jazz, is there any different, you know, do you take a different approach being in the six hole, one hole? Because it was a lefty, he was down in the six spot yesterday. Wild scenes. What did Jazz do? No. Swing line out. <laughs> mid AB, Jazz Chisholm mic'd up. I love the fact that Jazz is happy and comfortable being mic'd up um, in center field. The funny, you know, the thing is as well, you can see uh, that, that segment. And if, you know, as a, as a viewer, it felt a little, little bit awkward at times. The reason is, is Jazz is so involved. There's so, so much happening out. You realize just how often he's got his card out of his pocket, looking at the defensive alignments, trying to work out where should I be? Okay, it's two strikes. Where should I be? Okay, Jesus Sanchez, where are you? Where are you, Brian De La Cruz? There's so much happening, and there's Jazz trying to like hear the guys on the biggest headset ever. It's like having it's like having this headset on. It's absolutely huge. <laughs> Come on, Peacock. Get some get some in-ear. Get some AirPods or something. You know, AirPod Jazz loves the AirPods. I don't know what was going on with that, that headset, but anyway. But that just shows for me A how comfortable Jazz is getting in center field. He then goes and misplays a ball. Um you know, on him and he almost caught it, made the play, but um, you know, that shows how Lucy is, but equally just how much mentally taxing center field is because they have to be so alert and so aware. I think he was asked on the broadcast, like, what's been I can't phrasing of, of what he was asked, but it was like, you know, what's been the toughest transition to center field or what's impacted you the most? And he said, I'm 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 getting gassed for my ABs because I've got to run around out here and I've got to run back to the dugout all that way. <laughs> Get ready to to take up, you know, with the at bat. So really interesting um from Jazz. Um, you know, really interesting game generally. I mean, that that series itself, I mean, the Cubs are probably kicking themselves thinking they could have won it. Um, they could have won the series. The Marlins end up sweeping the Cubs. Um, you know, for me, clearly that one of the big standouts was Cody Bellinger in that series. Boy, oh boy, uh, Andrew Nardi is you know should never pitch to Cody Bellinger ever again. You know, it was pretty much same pitch, same spot. Bellinger absolutely blasted two of them on back to back days. But I don't want to talk about this one briefly about Cody Bellinger because I put something out there yesterday on Twitter um, to say that Cody Bellinger was available for a slapdick prospect. He was available for. Nothing, effectively, right, to do it. Uh, people then came and asked the question, Pete, what do you mean? He wasn't. He wasn't. He was non-tendered. He was a non-tendered guy, went to free agency, ends up signing with the Cubs. I know that's what happened. The reality was, for any player that is going to be non-tendered, and the Dodgers would have made that decision, Cody Bellinger's available for next to nothing. 
you know, a warm body. Because for the Dodgers, like, it doesn't matter. He's gone. There's no back if he signs, um, you know, a, a deal with someone else. They're making a decision not to tender him a contract and effectively becomes a free agent. The Marlins have the opportunity to send a prospect to L.A., in my opinion, to get Cody Ballinger, and they would then have the ability to negotiate a deal with him or obviously tender a deal, um, you know, via, via arbitration. They decided not to do it. The reason being is the number was very high. The problem is, is Cody Ballinger's historical MVP season pumped up his arbitration numbers. Arbitration numbers don't come down. Thus, Ballinger's one-year number for the Marlins, for, in effect, the reclamation project, looked extremely high. However, the point I was making was, and I felt at the time, a center fielder, lefty stick, has done it before MVP level, and you can go and get him for nothing and effectively have to pay him okay. You've got to pay him $20 million. Okay, were the Marlins happy to do it? They weren't, clearly, because they didn't do it. But the point I was making was they had the option to send over a nothing prospect to get Cody Bellinger from the Dodgers. That's my belief. This is me reporting. I don't know that for certainty. But what I know for certainty is the Dodgers, the Dodgers non-tendered him, and they would have taken anything back to trade Cody Bellinger. And the Mar- it, was then, it was then the Marlins' problem. So... Just want to tidy that one up from yesterday. Uh, let's get into a double ad segment here on the 1st of May on the Monday episode. It's our good friends over at Built Bar to get things rolling. Love to see it. Um, and if you're looking for a delicious snack but don't want all the sugar and calories, then you need the best-tasting protein bar ever. you got to try these Built's. And if you're like me, you want to make healthier snack choices but you don't want to compromise on the taste, just got the thing for you. Built Bars and Built Puffs, they are healthy and they taste amazing. Seriously, they taste so amazing, you won't think they're good for you. You've got to try them. What makes them so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. That is right. Real chocolate. All of the flavors, baby. All of the flavors. Churro, peanut butter, brownie, and co- cookies and cream. Not sure how Bill does it, but these bars, they taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. What's even better? They're healthy. 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. For years, we talked about going to built.com to order your bars. Well, you don't have to wait now. You can get over to your local Walmart or Sam's Club. While you, well, you can still get your speciality flavors at built.com, of course. But head over to Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy section. Grab yourself a box of built bars. Pick up a four-bar box, cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puff. It's my favorite, of course. And if you're close to a Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box extravaganza with all the hit flavors, brownie batter puff and churro puff. Thank me later. And, of course, enjoy those builds. And our second ad, and this show is brought to you by our good friends over at BetterHelp. Yes, sir. Um, And listen, it's all about thinking about you. It's all about you. You've got to think about what you need from yourself. And we spend our time giving. It can can leave us feeling stretched thin and burned out. Of course, therapy has the tools to find more balance in your life so you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. You can switch therapists if you need for no additional charge. But you can find more balance with BetterHelp. You can visit betterhelp.com slash MLB to get 10% off your first month. Uh, that is BetterHelp, which is H-E-L-P, BetterHelp, not health, dot com slash MLB. 
Glorious. I'm not sure what's just happened to my hair in that. I'm just getting excited about builds and better health. Let's adjust the fringe. There we go. So, speaking about fringes and hair, I want to talk about Yuli Guriel briefly. That wasn't a planned uh, segue, but it felt good at the time. I want to talk about, well, Guriel, Abisel Garcia, Cooper Loop. Yesterday's game, there was a very interesting segment there where Cooper Loop comes out of the game. We thought he was injured. Sounds like it was just a, a, a stomach issue, I think. Instead of uh, Cooper Bloop, it was Cooper Poop maybe yesterday <laughs> for Coop. But Coop exits. Uh, there was no Abisel Garcia in the lineup, no Yuli Guriel in the lineup, which was surprising, particularly because there was a lefty on the mound. The lefty was still on the mound. Who comes out to replace Cooper? Jesus Sanchez. Jesus Sanchez comes out. Surprising. Because Jesus Sanchez should never face a lefty ever, ever again. Let me just put this out there right now. Jesus Sanchez, his at-bats against any lefty in the future, if he is in that situation, my, my advice to Jesus Sanchez is do nothing. Never swing. Just let him pitch to you and just see what happens. Because only bad things happen when Jesus Sanchez is swinging the bat against a lefty. Let me just say that right now. But he, in the end, actually being in was the right move. So was Skip Schumacher, was it big brain Skip all over again? The Skip pushed another right button. Because later in the game, Jesus Sanchez, both with the stick, base running, and the glove, actually. He did it all, Jesus Sanchez. Let's park that a second. I want to come back to him because Jesus is starting to really heat up the last couple of couple of games. If it wasn't Skip Schumacher Big Brain, then the question has to be, how's your stomach? What's up with Guriel? And what's, what's up with Avicel Garcia? Because it was a no-brainer, probably, for, for Guriel, probably to start the game. He didn't. He didn't come in the game. And Avicel Garcia, same, same point. Are these guys hurt? One of the major topics that we need to talk about, we were talking about yesterday with Ryan, was Joey Wendell's on his way back. And, you know, how quickly are the Marlins going to get him back? How quickly do you think they need him back? That's another good question. Because overall, Wendell, you know, the Marlins are playing good ball. They're winning. Um, yeah, okay, Wendell's a lefty stick. But overall, like, his spring was not good. Start to his year, not good. It's not like you immediately need Wendell back. It's not like a, a Fernando Tatis situation where as soon as he's available, bang, in the lineup, let's go. It's a little bit unfair to compare Tatis to Joey Wendell, but you know what I'm saying? Like, the quickly to the Marlins want him up. Um, we'll wait to see. The question would be, the question was yesterday, who, who goes down? And the way the roster's set up, the only man who really probably could go down, well, actually, no, there's probably the, the one obvious one, the, the corresponding move, was Latin. The other option, because he has an option, is Brian De La Cruz. He's been playing mostly every day. Brian De La Cruz, he's been a bit streaky. He's had a few tough spots. But overall, you know, it's not been the worst start to the year. We've got some recency bias there with Brian De La Cruz. He's had, he had a rough week. So did Jorge Soler. They had some rough weeks. Luckily, other guys stepped up and the Marlins could win the games without him. But Brian De La Cruz does have an option year remaining. And so it is possible they send him down. For me, Garrett Hampson right now is has been more valuable than I expected. He's doing it all. He's asked to play right field yesterday. He'd never played right field before in his life. That just says to me again, what's happened to Avicel Garcia? Is Avi hurt? So this question, this line of questioning may be moot 
because actually Avi's hurt again. And the Marlins are, you know, going to have to maybe put him on the IL, perhaps. There was talk about, well, what happens if Avisel Garcia doesn't heat up? Is he going to be benched? Has he been benched? Is Avisel Garcia already been benched? I don't know. A bit yesterday, MLB.com beat writer for the Marlins put out the lineup. No Avi in there. Asked the question, hey, what's happened with Avi? Actually, he doesn't know either. So, you know, the guys that are close to the team, they don't know the answer. They don't know what's going on with Avi. I've seen nothing about it from anyone. But Avicel Garcia, it's just a weird situation not to see him start in the game and enter the game. So he's either hurt or he's benched. One of the two. Don't know. Wait to see on that one. Wait to see. I mean, I hope he isn't because it feels like Avi had been heating up. <laughs> Finally, a couple of home runs. You know, he's starting to maybe find his groove. An RBI in another game. Like, it felt like Abby maybe was starting to heat up. Next thing is, out the line for a couple of days. Is he hurt? Probably. Be surprised if he was, like, fully benched at this point. Um, well, actually, no, I wouldn't be. But <laughs> All right, so our final ad. And then I want to talk about Jesus Sanchez. Um, it'd be rude not to because he is definitely improving. But before we do that, eBay Motors, baby. Teal graphics from eBay Motors. The Marlins don't lose in Teal. And it sounds like eBay Motors don't lose in Teal. Well, Unless if you are watching the show, you can see the graphics. Unless you're outside of the U.S., then you are losing with eBay Motors. But um, only kidding. Only kidding. Um, but for a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors with eBay Guaranteed Fit. Uh, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage Look for the green check fit or your money back because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game. And when you shop on eBay Motors and with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. That sounds like a Lewis Arias at bat right there. Anyway, get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's Ride, Mike B style, eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply. Great graphics, though. I love it that they're um, the teal graphics. And the Marlins got another win in the teal over the weekend on Friday. Love to see it. Jesus Sanchez, though, guys, he, it's fair to say it felt like he was walking a serious tightrope with Lins, and it was approaching, it was, you know, it was eject the seat situation, it felt like it. With Peyton Burdick going bananas and Jesus Sanchez doing what he was doing, he was he had duty as well. It, it just felt like the writing was on the wall. All of a sudden, Jesus Sanchez has just fully bounced back. He's fully bounced back. He made an amazing play in, in right field yesterday when he came into the game. He had an opposite field hit. And that's Jesus Sanchez. What we have seen more of this year is he's willing to go the other way. High in the zone, fastballs. He's happy to go the other way, and we saw it. And we then see the base running prowess as well. So Jesus had an amazing... He, only, you know, he came in the game late, but he had a big impact. And that's what the Marlins need. They need to see that from Jesus Sanchez, and they are seeing it, and he's buying, buying himself some more time. And we all know it's there. 
you know, we've just seen Ronald Acuna Jr. today just hit one nearly 450 feet. And I, I, you know, jokingly said, but I wasn't joking, saying that's Jesus Sanchez territory. And that is true. Jesus Sanchez, the power that's, you know, it's it's like top 1% in Major League Baseball, Jesus Sanchez. It is. It truly is. What he can do to baseballs, not many other people can do in today's game. Defensively, he's... He's always, you know, he's been willing. We've spoken about it plenty. But in the corners, I mean, last yesterday he looked, he looked great. Looked great. Made a big play, big glove, just when was needed. Not sure how it all plays out for Jesus Sanchez, but the fact that he is a lefty stick, the fact that he's league minimum, the fact that he has shown these flashes, you know, he's had a long leash and the leash continues. And it's a long old season. And let's be totally honest, there's not a ton of depth knocking around in AAA. And no people are talking about Peyton Burdick. Rightly so. Peyton Burdick's having a decent start to the year. But, you know, let's be honest. AAA is not the major league level. It is not. I don't care what the numbers say, to be honest with you. Like, the the, the difference in pitching standard is so stark that it's, you know, it's uncomparable, to be honest with you. So... Who knows how it plays out with with Jesus Sanchez? But I'm overly, I'm more optimistic than I have been in a long time with Jesus. And we've seen the power happen, but we equally we're seeing the type of contact that we haven't seen before or for a very, very long time. We've seen the concentration happening in the outfield, and we've seen some base running. He's piecing it together, and the Marlins need him to because they need to lean on him. Because Garrett Hampson, for all his benefits, we can't have him out in right field. You know, it's just. That's not going to be sustainable, you wouldn't think. I, I like that. And actually, what we have seen is Garrett Hampson spent a lot of time at shortstop. You know, since he's been up, like Birdie kind of started there. And then Hampson's kind of transitioned into shortstop. Like, you know, it, it wouldn't shock me if, you know, Hampson gets a lot more starts and you know, they continue with Garrett Hampson there at shortstop. They seem to like him. Um, you know, who knows? Who knows? It's an off day today. And so some of these questions, some of these thoughts we're having, it's not going to become clear maybe until tomorrow. He is hurt. He's missed the last two games. It's going to be the last three days without playing. You know, it could be an IL stint. Does Wendell come back up? Maybe. And that's maybe the corresponding move with Avi. Who knows? What's up with Guriel? It is Cooper Loop okay. But overall, you've got to look at this Brave series though, guys. The Marlins are starting in May and they're home to the Braves. The Braves right now are playing a double header. In New York. They are in New York. <laughs> it's been raining in New York for days. They're playing a doubleheader right now in New York. It's going to be a late getaway. It's a close game. I mean, it was 9-7 when I last looked. What's it saying right now? 9-8. Oh, it finished. 9-8. Boy, oh boy, the men run. Okay, so the Braves take it. But next game, I, th I don't know. I think maybe they're going. Are they going bullpen day? The Braves? Let's have a look here. This is all, this is on the fly reporting here from Peter Pratt. This is what you guys tune in for, right? <laughs> um, let's see what they're doing in game two. Does it say? Yeah, they're going Charlie Morton. Okay, so Morton's going. Um, but the you know the Braves are going to be tired. Maybe you touch out of, out of practice. Maybe missing a few days. Um, but they're going to be getting into Miami pretty late, and their task is going to be Sandy Alcantara on Tuesday. Um, Bryce Elder. Sandy Alcantara, Tuesday. The Wednesday game, Kyle Wright, Braxy Garrett. And then the premier matchup, UK friendly, Thursday. Max Fried, Jesus Lozado, two lefty studs going at it. Listen, the Braves, 
Braves, the Braves at Series 3-1, the last time we saw them, and they deserved it. They they outplayed the Marlins in that one. The last two games in that series went the opposite way to how they probably should have done by the probabilities, but overall, the Braves outplayed the Marlins. They definitely did. They they hit a lot of they hit a lot of long balls, and they've done the same today. Home runs. You need to limit the home runs against these Bravos. You need to get the ball. But actually, they they look for balls low in the zone. Like they they hit these like sinker ballers. Like they love them. So it's going to be a big test for Sandy. Big test. Ronald Acuna heating up fifth home run of the year. Same as Jazz, by the way. He stole a couple more bags than Jazz. But you know, listen, Jazz and Ronnie, they have that you know friendship and rivalry going for for sure. But you know. What happens if the Marlins here can can get this series win and then really get into where the, the schedule starts to, like, on paper, soften up? And if the Marlins can actually play well, stay healthy and play well through May, there's a chance this team could be, like, 10, eight times over 500 heading into June. And the schedule's still okay in June, too. So this is a huge month for the Marlins. It's absolutely huge. Starting with this series, set the tone in this series against Atlanta. Sandy Alcantara on the mound in game one. Set the tone, Sandy. It's been a rough start. I mean, you know, it's not been Sandy-like. Set the tone. Get, get the confidence rolling. And if the Marlins can take this series at home against Atlanta, it really sets them up for the rest of the month and ideally the rest of the season. I know it feels a little early to be saying that, but it's all about just keep winning your series. Keep the series wins rolling. And that's what they've been doing. They've, they've struggled to beat the guys in the NL East. The big guys. I mean, actually, the Phillies should be included in the big guys. They were in the World Series last year. They beat the Phils. But the Mets and the Braves, they've struggled against. Everyone else, they've beaten. Can they flip the script on the Braves? We'll wait to see. But thanks for making Lockdown Marlins your first listen of the day. I'll be back tomorrow. And actually, guys, we've got to we got a fun week planned out. There's a few guests queued up, scheduling TBD on that one. But I'm going to tease it out right now. At some point this week, Takes Were Made is, is back on. He's ready. He's hyped. Probably he's on Thursday. Just letting you know on that one. We've got the Locked On Marlin. He's the original GOAT. The OG. The OG, Aram Layden, is on this week too. Aram Layden. Aram Layden. Takes Were Made. And... One other guest. Two other guests, actually. Sean Barrett will be on, too. Um, but I think we've also got Danny Rodriguez in the house as well. So it is it is guest-heavy. Everyone wants to come on the pod and talk about these Miami Marlins and how good they've been in April and hopefully how good they'll be in 2023. I'll see you tomorrow, guys.